Welcome once again to our podcast, Redeemed. Uh, the goal and the idea of our podcast is we want to start talking about what it means to live a redeemed Christian life and how that plays out in our own personal life and how that should make a difference. So I really hope that as uh, we're having some conversations about this, that uh, you'll be able to take something from it, implement it into your lives, and that God can use it for you. So hang with us, and we'll go ahead and get started. For another episode of our podcast, Redeemed, I really do enjoy getting together making these. I love talking about the Bible. Um, I hope that uh, you guys enjoyed them as well. Uh, we've been working our way through Acts. We've talked about Peter. We've talked about Stephen and uh, how that kind of laid the groundwork for the next person that we're going to be talking about who is uh, crucial, crucial to the foundational uh, building of the church. Yeah. And his name is Saul. We'll talk about the foundation. Yep. This guy's the cement. Yep. This man had a one-man mission to try to tell everybody he knew about Jesus. We should all be more like Saul. But before we get to that point... Yeah, more like Paul, less like Saul. Yeah. <laughs> we got to back up and talk a little bit about Saul. Because at, at this point, he's not that person that we're talking about. No, no. Pretty bad guy. Yeah. That's Saul. Not Meanwhile, Paul. Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked for letters to the synagogue in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, Christianity, uh, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. And as he neared Damascus on his journey, we're going to stop there for just a minute. Okay. So, time out. 30. <laughs> Coaches. So, we've got Saul. And he's a firm believer in what he's doing is right. Which is stamping out Christianity. Yes. Because the Christians are wrong. Wiping it off the face of the earth if mm -hmm. he had his way. Mm -hmm. Yep. Isn't it in isn't it interesting? He needs a reset button. I know. Just like reboot real quick. Yeah. That was a reboot. You <laughs> Dial up. Yeah. That's about how viruses. <laughs> Okay, give me a break. I just came off a night shift, all right? I've only slept like three hours today, all right? It's plenty. Army says you need two. <laughs> Last time you said it was six or five. No. It's How come the number keeps going I down? I think it's ever said six. I've never <laughs> said five or six. I thought the, I thought it was three. Three? I think it's actually three. So, you, so you're good. Either way, you're good. Tough enough. I don't know. <laughs> Nancy. There are some articles out there saying that if you don't get enough sleep, then your brain starts eat, eating itself. Really? Yeah. I've never seen that. Who, who wrote that? The mattress companies? <laughs> and sometimes I feel like my brain is eating itself. I can't remember nothing. Anyway, it's we digress. That's propaganda. Or something. We digress. Bigger issues than Fake sleep. News. Isn't it interesting? Deepworm's brain. <laughs> you know. This is your fault. You spun yeah. the top. <laughs> you brought it up. And there's a reason I moved on real quick. <laughs> Too late. Because <laughs> I have no scientific proof to, to, to back it up. It's not even an article. <laughs> yeah. no. Oh, no, no, no. I saw the article. No, he's I got saw it. the article. Just he's got scrambled brains over here. Yeah. Uh, uh -huh. Anywho, so. isn't it interesting how when people feel convicted, their first response is to get rid of that conviction? Yes. Whether that be uh, something or someone. Yeah. 
<laughs> in <laughs> because, this case, yeah. Because people don't like to be told they're wrong, first of all, and then be and then continue to be told that they're wrong. I don't like it. Saul really? didn't either. Never would have guessed that of you. <laughs> Saul didn't like it either. No. And neither did the neither did the religious council. Nope. nope. No matter people that like to be told that they're wrong. Which way they turned, they were uh they felt conviction. And then they felt guilty, and therefore they wanted to make sure that that didn't happen. And so what they got to do? Got to get rid of the problem. Wipe it out. Yep. So that's what Saul's doing. He's wiping it out. So he's on his way to Damascus. Very, very crucial. And as he's heading there... Just walking down the road, minding his own business. Do, 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 do. I think he's riding a donkey. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. I thought you had like something I thought, I thought you had something <laughs> real I never knew in that. depth here. <laughs> no. Nope. Just guessing. <laughs> And as he's nearing Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell on the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He literally got flashbanged. He did. Call of Duty. <laughs> you know, never mind. No, we're not going down the rabbit hole. Who? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. He replied, now get up and go into the city and you'll be told what you must do. Now that's a pretty that's a pretty impressive uh, conversion story. Saul did a one eighty real quick. Yeah. You know, you got a giant light shining from Just, heaven. That'll do it. Voice of God so, you know. saying, "Yeah, stop this." Yeah, who you know, are you, Lord? Yeah, Asa, Asa, why are you persecuting me? Yeah, that'd get my attention too. Oh, real fast. Oh, my bad, Lord. Yeah, well, all of a sudden I can't yeah. see anything. And yeah, I got this loud voice in my head. Uh huh. Yeah. My bad. I think I messed up here. I was I was on the wrong side. I've made a miscalculation. I've made a huge miscalculation. I'm going to sit here and rethink my life. Anyway, so. Well, no, I don't move on yet because it talks about the men traveling with Saul stood there speechless because they heard the sound but did not see anyone. Mm -hmm. And Saul got up, but he couldn't open anything. I'm sorry, but when he opened his eyes, he could not see anything. So they led him by hand into Damascus okay. for three days. He was not blind. on a donkey. Just to be well, he could, well, he well he could points like by hand. He's not on a donkey. All right, fine. He was walking. I like the donkey picture better though. For three days, he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. Now, I wasn't going to move on quite yet, but I just wanted to say that's more impressive than than my conversion story. My conversion story. Oh, yeah. I was on vacation headed to Colorado when I was like five or six. Began to ask questions about it. Ask Christ in my life. You weren't killing Christians. No, I wasn't no. killing Christians. You weren't blinded. And there, and there wasn't a bright light that came to me. I mean, <laughs> oh, this. I mean, this is a very, this is a very impressive conversion story. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he, he had a plan. Hmm? Yeah, absolutely. And what I find interesting here is that the Lord did this. Yeah. Oh yeah. He didn't have somebody come to Saul, share the message with him, and then Saul. No. No, God's right like big I'm God's taking on. Like, I got this one. <laughs> yeah. God's like I got this one. This, he got this, up, practice knuckles. <laughs> yeah. Really loosen up a little bit. I got this one, guys. Yeah, yeah. This one's mine. Uh huh. Which just goes to show that uh, we need to do our best to help God. But in the end, if God wants to get through somebody, he's going to. He's going to do it. <laughs> he's going okay. to. He'll get your now, attention. That, now that does not give us the right to say, well, then we don't need to do anything. No. Well, listen. If he hasn't, if he hasn't blinded me and made me blind for three days, I must be doing all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wrong. So 
Very impressive conversion story. Yes. It's just amazing how God stepped into his life, grabbed it, and said, yeah, no, we're doing a 180. You're doing something different. Okay, uh-huh. so now, we're in Damascus. This is also one of my favorite parts of the story. Mine, mine too. Mine too. <laughs> and, we, and, we, and we've got this uh, this disciple named uh, Ananias. Yeah, not the one that's dead. Yeah, different Ananias. Different Ananias. The yep. one from the previous episode. And the Lord called him in a vision. Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street. I wonder if it's a straight street. And ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. For he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done for your uh, done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with the authority from the chief priest to arrest all of those who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go. See the exclamation point there? Mm-hmm. Go. This this is this is not a go. It's a go. Uh-huh. Like, no, we're not arguing about this. Get yeah. moving. Well, he said go earlier with no exclamation point. Mm-hmm. So yep. Yep. this man uh-huh. is my chosen instrument. My chosen instrument. Like to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings, and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house, entered it, placing his hands on Saul. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. All right, so let's break it down a little bit. There's so many good things here. Yeah. Ananias. Was like, yeah. Are you now, sure, God? Yeah. You heard about that Saul guy, right? I have to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, and I get his hesitation. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, guy. why would you want to go talk to the guy that could ultimately just drive you away? Mm-hmm. Like, Lord, really? Are, uh-huh. that, that guy? Are, are you sure? You want to check sure? the check the Rolodex one more time? You sure it was him? Yeah. And God's like, hmm, go. I don't have an answer for that. Siri Is there doesn't something know else I can help? Siri's also confused. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's interesting how, uh, you know, Ananias is like, but but God, we do that a lot to God too. We're like, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Lord, I got this figured out better than you do. Uh-huh. This, is, this is not really what you want me to do. Actually, God, I'm glad you called, but I had a different plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me tell you what I'm uh-huh. going to do. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and I like how you can kind of see here God's tone changes. You know, and yeah. and first of all, you got to give Ananias props for arguing with God. Yeah, he 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 argued, but he didn't argue. He was just kind of he stated some facts, just in case you didn't know. Uh-huh. God, what I've heard about this guy, not maybe the guy we need to be talking to. Maybe you haven't heard it, <laughs> but this guy's not good. <laughs> And he has the authority to arrest all who call on your name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, yeah then, like God didn't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and really, I feel like it's God dealing with his children. Because I have, I, I feel like I deal the same way with my children. But, 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 but. but, but, but dad, <laughs> dad, just go do it. Yeah. I've already analyzed all the information. I know what is going on. Just go. <laughs> do it. And at least Ananias gets the message and he goes. And he goes and he prays for Saul. Saul's able to see again. And then uh, we have, like I said, the 180 yeah. turnaround for Saul. 
Immediately. Immediately. Now, we, we do have to take into a, a few things that, you know, Saul then went to go spend some time with the disciples, and they were like, Get that guy away hey, from us. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Not him. <laughs> yeah. It's a trap. It's always him. But good old Barnabas took him in, and uh, so then after a little while, they were they were able to work with him. Yeah. <laughs> but there's there's something else here, too, that we need to, we need to take into uh, uh, to talk about, and that is the fact that Paul's conversion, his story became one of those main talking points for him. Uh, throughout many of his ministry, he uses that conversion story, mm-hmm. or in other words, his testimony, yeah. to reach other people. Does that make sense? It's because he had a very intense one. Mm-hmm. And he was able to use that story to reach a lot of people. Yeah. Because when you tell when you tell people, you know, I was this guy that was murdering Christians, uh-huh. and God said you needed my help, basically, and uh, grabbed my life and turned it around. People are like, hmm, well, okay, mm-hmm. maybe this guy's got something. God basically picked me up, slapped me around a little bit. Yeah. Told me figure it out. Yeah. And I said, okie doke. And so people would listen. So yep. I mean, the, the the power of a testimony. Well, to choose important. and to choose. Like like we said, somebody who was literally doing the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. That was so far off. Correct. It was just literally instead of instead of preaching the gospel was arresting slash murdering the gospel. And then all of a sudden you flip and now this guy is one of God's greatest disciples. And that just again shows God wanting to prove not prove, but like you said, the testimony is what really helped there. Mm-hmm. Gave him a, in a, in a, just an incredible testimony. Yeah. Incredible testimony. And he used that testimony over and over again to, to reach people for Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, if God can fix me, mm-hmm. he's got you guys. Which is their lesson for us. Our testimony is important. Yes. No matter what that testimony may be. Um, my wife's testimony is way more impressive than mine. The way that the Lord just turned her, uh, you know, she was headed one way. God got in there, turned it around, was able to draw draw her back to him. Mm-hmm. It is an amazing testimony. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Me, on the other hand, grew up in a Christian house. And it was just, it was just one of those things that just came naturally. Right. Because that's what was, that's what they, that's what they had there for me. Yeah. And so it was easy. The power of a testimony is you 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 just can't you just can't downplay it. And it doesn't matter what the testimony might be. That living that what what you were before Christ and what you are after Christ is just so important. Oh yeah. I mean, people need to see that that example. And there needs to be a you should see a difference. Right. Right. And if you don't see a difference, then I would question your right. whole conversion. Correct. So testimony is important, and uh, God gave uh, Saul an, an incredible one, and He uses that over and over again. Also, God can use anybody He wants to to spread His word. You could be the worst person in the world, and if God gets a hold of you and turns your life around, and He can use you to share the gospel, blind you. Yep, take yep. that. Now, I don't think that Saul got away. Uh, with what he did. Does that make sense? No, I... So we'll talk about this next week. But uh, he, he says at the end of his... Uh, his Him speaking to Ananias, I will show him how much he must suffer for mm-hmm. my name. Mm-hmm. And Saul does suffer, suffer a lot. A lot. Yep. 
So I, I, I think there is something to that as mm-hmm. well. Like you were mentioning that he didn't, he didn't just get off scot-free. Mm-hmm. One, he still has to stand before the Lord. Right. Yeah, his judgment. Yeah. Probably a long one. But God can still use you. Mm-hmm. No matter what you've done, mm-hmm. God can still use you. Nobody's so long as you're willing damaged. to give your life over to him. And that's the important part there is give your life over to him. Yes. That's what Saul did. Saul had a choice. He didn't have to, but he did. Yep. You know what I'm saying? He gave his life over to the Lord, said, Lord, I follow you. Take me where you need to. And he's going to be shipwrecked, thrown in prison. In the process, he writes a few books of the Bible. You know, this goes on. Beaten countless times. Countless times. Yeah. Bitten by a snake. Dead die. True. So, I mean, there's there's all kinds of things that happened to poor Paul. Yes. Paul had a... Saul slash Paul had a go of it. He did. But in the end, I think he covers more ground and accomplishes more for Christianity at this time than probably any of the other... Apostles. Not that the other apostles weren't doing what they were supposed to do. It's just that I think Paul or Saul was one of those people that uh, God had plans for. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was going to make sure that he got all the use out of poor, poor Saul. And he did. Yep. Yep, he did. He did. So your conversion story is important, especially if you're living that redeemed Christian life. People should be able to see a difference from who you who you were to who you are now because of what Christ done in your life. And if they're not, then I would say you need to back up and reevaluate some things. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, uh, God can use you to accomplish His goals, no matter what. No matter what. Now, I believe with all my heart, you gotta you gotta give it all the rest of it up. Correct. And follow Him, because that's what happened here. Yes, Paul made mistakes, but he gave it all up to follow Christ. <laughs> and I think that is that is key. Okay. It's a huge part of the story. Yeah. Because if he had just gone back to what he was doing before. Yeah. Well, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't become Paul. Nope. So just an just an amazing story. Like I said, I love Acts. The care the the people that are here, the history that is here is uh-huh. just it is always fascinating to me. So I hope you've enjoyed it as well. And uh, just remember, live that redeemed Christian life, and we'll see you next time. Boom. Thanks for joining us, and remember, you can connect with us in person every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 9.45 a.m. And online with Instagram and Facebook, and the daily Bible readings are on the website, eastcastlebaptistchurch.com. Once again, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time.